0: Everybody and welcome back to quite possibly the weirdest podcast I've ever done. Um, this is Starships. My name is Ash. I am uh, the host for this little adventure we're about to go on. And today I wanted to do something a little different. Um, I also had about 5 million scheduling conflicts with people, so this- I'm not gonna say it was like my last ditch- um, uh, my last ditch effort to put a show together but it was kind of my last ditch effort to put a show together um, so today we are, we are joined by the giver of my life my dad say hi dad hi dad i knew you were going to do that i was like oh.
1: i'm old that's we use that dad humor so i mean what Gosh, can i say <laughs> you and your
0: d- dad jokes what the heck okay so yeah so today is we're not going to necessarily be talking about a star wars ship because you like star wars but you're not you're not as as diehard as as i am I'm not yeah. quite sure how that happened, how I ended up loving it as much as I did cuz you introduced them to me, but we were never like a like a huge Star Wars family. I don't know how I don't know how any of that happened, but um I'm just a nerd, I guess. So today, we're going to start this episode off by introducing my father to some shipping and fandom terminology and seeing if he can guess what it means. Um, and then we're just going to talk about shipping and fandom culture in general, and just kind of see what a different a different perspective has to say about the craziness that is fandom. Um, so to start this off, I'm going to give you a couple a couple of terms. So the first one is canon. What do you think canon means?
1: Um, I would say it probably does not have something to do with a very large gun.
0: That would but be correct. It yes, is
1: probably something to do with what's accepted as legit uh accepted by the community as the real deal stuff okay my close that's
0: no that's exactly right yeah that's the that's the official this is coming from an official source this is what the story is uh nine times out of ten people don't accept it (laughs) (laughs) especially especially if you're in the 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 percentage of people who hated the last jedi or the prequels um so yeah so that's canon what do you think fanon means
1: Fanon. Okay, I'm going to say, is that kind of like fan fiction? That's fan written yeah. stuff where they come up with crazy ideas? Yeah. No offense and to all... anybody out there?
0: No, there's some crazy ideas. I mean, and uh, headcanon is the other one. It should be pretty easy.
1: Headcanon. Okay. Uh, would that be like the, the earliest stuff?
0: It'd be like your personal interpretation of... Oh. Okay. So like you can have a headcanon that has no basis in anything. But it's like I have a headcanon that I'm trying to think of one. I can't I can't really think of one off the top of my head. Oh, like uh, um you can have headcanons about different relationships or, or or like different characters in Star Wars would hang out with each other and become friends. Or something oh, okay. like that, like Luke Skywalker and Hera from Star Wars Rebels would be great friends, even though they've never interacted on screen together. Oh, okay. Um,
1: or it'd be like if somebody said they they think that Luke actually enjoyed kissing leia even after he found out <laughs> he she did was at his the sister. time
0: he did at the time but even after
1: he knew it was his sister he still enjoyed it so that would be kind of that it, know, Would that be kind so, of like a weird uh headcanon thing
0: there are people there are people that ship luke and leia it's called twin cest
1: the internet okay. is a
0: terrible place Twi- there's something about twins in the internet uh, uh quicksilver and the scarlet witch from marvel that's also a ship um
1: The only twins that I remember is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. That's the last twins that I remember. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: So yeah, so like headcan is just kind of your personal interpretation. Something that you accept is like, this is a rule of the universe, even though nobody else does. It's just your kind of more personal thing. Okay. Okay. So here's, this is the basis of the show. I think you know what this means. I think I've explained this to you before. What is shipping?
1: Um that's where you take like two characters and say oh they'd be awesome together in some kind of relationship whatever kind of relationship you want to define that as whether it's platonic or yeah. not
0: yes there's 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 uh platonic and romantic ships the the most popular one is romantic ships. well of course
1: yeah Platonic's kind of boring because i mean i can be friends with anybody
0: exactly yeah yeah um but what's what's interesting about shipping is I think there's kind of a misconception of what it means. The first episode of Starships, I got a comment on this. Um, and I know I know a lot of our more internet uh, or fandom uh, literate friends, I'll say that, uh, know what shipping is, and I've probably been on Tumblr or Twitter or whatever and know what it is. But for the older generation, somebody asked me uh, if it was just non-canon pairs, meaning pairs that would never be together, like Poe and Finn from The Force Awakens, or... Are, I'm not going to say they're never going to be together. I don't know what Disney's going to do, but you know, like but p- like pairings that you know are never going to happen, but you want them to happen. And I think shipping is more like a broader thing. It's just any relationship that you want, mostly romantic, even though you know.
1: Uh, so do they do a, do they do crossovers between different universes? Like, are there yes, Star Wars is, characters shipped with a uh, Marvel?
0: That is a big That is a big thing in fan fiction. So like C-3PO
1: um, and um, Vision, would that be like a a weird <laughs> ship? Is <laughs> that a thing? There's probably
0: somebody somewhere who thinks that. Um, yeah, no, but crossover is a huge thing. The first crossover fan fiction I ever read was a Doctor Who Captain America one where like the Doctor took Captain America back in the 1940s.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Yeah, it it is is a huge. I'm not a fan personally. Uh, I don't like I don't like my universes intermingling like that. <laughs> um, no, but I have a friend. I have a friend whose like whose like favorite pair is Dumbledore and Gandalf. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah. So that's that's shipping pretty much in a nutshell. Okay, here's where it gets a little bit more complicated. I don't think you'll be able to get this one. What is an OTP? OTP. Yes
1: um i don't know the The last thing that's that that kind of sounds like to me is from back in my day like the 80s when uh that song opp but i'm not <laughs> going to say what that was
0: uh it's an abbreviation okay if you if that helps i don't think will, OTP. OTP. nope um it it stands for one true pairing that's like oh, your, that's... that's like you're one
1: Oh, that's, that's so like sweet
0: favorite so, like an example of mine would be Han and Leia from Star Wars.
1: Okay, um, yeah, cliche, yeah, that's like but my, that's that's okay.
0: Yeah, no, I'm predictable. Um, yep. <laughs> everybody on this show knows that already. So, um, <laughs> uh, but, so yeah, that's what OTP stands for. Um, there are some people who are very impassioned about their OTP and will fight uh people on the internet over it all the time. Mostly they're like 13 and 14 year olds on Tumblr, which is why I don't go on that <laughs> website anymore. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, it's just you know. Your you're you are you are one thing, the one pairing that you like more than anything else. Um so yeah, that's what it means. Okay. What do, what do you think a bro TP is?
1: A oh, bro TP. Okay. So that would be like two dudes who have kind of a bromance, but they're like their best friends, is that sort of
0: pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Now like, is there there's it, no there's is it still platonic?
0: Yeah. Bro okay. TP would be platonic. Okay. So like so like I'm trying to think of examples from my personal like uh likes uh, my bro tp would probably be captain america and black widow because i don't see them as romantic i see them oh, as right, yes yeah. okay So th- and i that like i like them being buddies i don't really use that one too much um <laughs> so that's pretty much all the terms that i could think of uh oh wait sorry th- there's one last one fic what do you think fic means you should know this
1: fic hmm Fick. i don't know what did that. i
0: what did i read quite a bit of in high school
1: oh fiction okay
0: Fan fiction, cool.
1: yeah, yeah. So that makes So sense. fan fiction, yeah. So
0: a big, a big part of shipping culture. Ship. I hate saying shipping culture; it sounds so stupid. But a big <laughs> part of shipping is the fan fiction, because a lot of the times people ship stuff that's not uh, what would be considered canon, like Captain America and Bucky Barnes is a big one. Poe and Finn, Han and Luke. Those are the ones that are coming to mind. That there's a lot of uh, fanfic for, and so a lot of people like get dissatisfied with what they see in the movies and then they go and they write fanfic about it. So that's a huge part of it, um, of just... I know people who kind of passively like characters um, and like characters together, but most of the people I know who are very, like, into shipping, including myself, I still read a little bit of it, not as much as I used to, um, are into fanfiction or even write fanfiction. Uh, I have several friends who write fanfiction. Um, Actually, I became friends with somebody over Han and Leia fanfiction.
1: Oh, yeah, Uh, that's cool. (laughs)
0: so yeah so fan fiction is a big is a big part of it what is your initial like gut reaction to to hearing that there are 14 year olds all the way up to to people your age writing fan fiction about you know fictional pairings because they're not satisfied with the movies what's your initial gut reaction well you
1: know to be honest i could say um you know just thinking kind of thinking through it how i how i process different things you know you see a movie and when the movie ends you're thinking and they didn't resolve a relationship or something you're thinking oh i wonder if they got together and then you then you think to yourself that was stupid it's a ama- it's a movie this isn't reality but but your natural reaction your natural response is to want to know more about that like you know they they end up together at the end of a movie well did they last did they end up getting married did they have children yeah. did uh, did they have a, as great a relationship as it looked like at the end of the movie or the tv show or whatever it was and so I can see why people would say, "Hey, well I'm going to write on that," or somebody else writes on it. They say, "Oh, good, somebody else is writing." I was wondering what happened even though they know, you know, deep down that that I think um, it
0: just I think it just satisfies that innate curiosity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's
0: like what happened to Han and Leia after Return of the Jedi. Well, we kind of know from the Force Awakens before a long time, we didn't. We just had the books. Right. And you know, and it also serves something that um I like about it is it serves to. I'm trying to think of a specific example of something. Like I can read a a fic that elaborates on a small moment in a movie that we just don't have time for because there's too much stuff going on. Especially in the case of like Star Wars and Marvel, right? Like two characters can't have uh, important conversations. Like one thing in the Last Jedi was that there wasn't really an opportunity for them to mourn Han Solo. But yeah, so so you can elaborate on moments that. You don't have time for a movie. I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to it. And also, it it's kind of celebrates the, the, the mundanity of it, because people tend to be really drawn to the characters. Mm-hmm. Especially, you see this in Star Wars and Marvel stuff, when there's just a lot of grandiose stuff happening, and people will write fan fictions about a specific relationship, actually getting time to develop that relationship, instead of just, you know, two or three scenes or something like that.
1: Yeah, well, especially when you have a really interesting character, and... Um... And they don't have time to develop it in the movie because the movie has to have its, you know, certain dose of action and blow up and, and explosions and chases and stuff to keep people's attention. And you can't make a five hour movie. And so you can't delve into all these different things of how each character is dealing with the stuff that goes on and that kind of thing. So yeah, I can, I can totally see it.
0: And the general audience generally doesn't care about that. They're just like, I want to go watch right. Star Wars because there's space battles and lightsabers. They don't yeah. care about like the deep grief that Leia is experiencing over the loss of her husband or, or something like that. You know. Yeah. So that's why I personally like it. I've kind of stepped away from it because a big another big part of shipping stuff is the toxicity of the community. Because a lot of the people who are in the community are younger kids. And a lot of it is cultivated <laughs> by Tumblr, which is a hell yeah. site. Um, so a big one lately, you, I, I mean, you probably won't know what I'm referring to, but a big one lately is Rey and Kylo Ren. And it's, it's this, it, the bad guy and the good guy. And it's been this huge thing, there are people on one side of it who like it, who hate the people who don't like it, and people who don't like it, calling the people who do like it deluded and, and, and terrible, when a lot of them are just, like, kids or teenagers or whatever. Um, I know not all Reylo shippers are, are, uh, are, kids and i'm an equal opportunity shipping person so and i will have an episode on Raylo eventually where i'm not (laughs) gonna bash anybody for shipping what they want to ship but that's a big part of it is like shipping wars this is the crap i was getting up to when i was a teenager by the way uh i'm surprised you didn't see the red flags um
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i did i i had this doesn't surprise me that you're heavily into this stuff now based on how much fan fiction used to read in high school and that kind you of stuff. You were
0: an enabler. I Here's That's a story. True. I was I was grounded a lot in high school because of my grades. <laughs> and you blocked I had a tablet, I think. Yes. And you blocked the websites on this tablet except for like Wikipedia and fanfiction.net.
1: Yeah. So basically yeah, and- when she was grounded, she could read and and since she did she had pretty much read all the books that she had then we let her read fan fiction. So,
0: so I read a lot of fan fiction. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much all I did.
1: So that's what ahead. happened. We broke you. That's we. This we, is your and, fault. Yeah, you're broken because we let you read all this fan fiction by these thirteen and fourteen year olds.
0: A lot of them are. Yeah, a lot of them are bad. A lot of them are bad. I, I, I had in high school. I had an ongoing competition with my friend Katie to see who could find the worst fan fiction and we we reached an impasse at god this has been going on for years by the way this is still going on we reached an impasse at my sonic the hedgehog ex-casablanca fan fiction i found (laughs) where sonic is watching casablanca and the characters of casablanca hop out of the tv uh, the tv and give him relationship advice yeah and and also there's all there's an equally terrible one i don't know if i told the story on the show before we were we were In algebra class, not paying attention. And we're on a website of just that's bad Harry Potter fanfic. And the first one we read was hormones had to run away from the evil lotions master, Professor Snap. And I was like, (laughs) that's
1: it. You win. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if that was written by somebody who didn't have English as a first language. Yeah,
0: there's some bad ones though there's some bad bad ones not even like bad grammar and misspelling it's just the prose is the most cringy thing i've ever read in my life um yeah so how so i'm I'm just trying to think what is when when i was first getting into all of this stuff were you at all concerned
1: um not really not i wouldn't say i was um i mean to me it was more you were you were reading fiction like you would buy at the store um, it just happened to be, in some cases, poorly written, um, but probably wasn't any worse as far as the content than anything else that was out there. Because mm-hmm. you know what? I mean, we were a little more protective of you guys growing up and stuff like that, and what you've read and everything. By the time you got to high school, you know, you pretty much were reading whatever you wanted to. But you know, I the stuff in the mainstream. I didn't see anything that could be worse from the fan fiction. I mean, I guess there could be extremes that some people go to, but I also knew that you weren't really into weird, totally extreme, bizarre um serial killer type stuff, so I wasn't wasn't worried. I just was hoping that it wouldn't uh, mess up your grammar or your writing skills. I think <laughs> I think it I
0: think it helped my writing skills. Yeah, it
1: probably did. I think, I think it think probably
0: because even even back then, I had the consciousness to know that it was not well written.
1: But and I can see of the how stuff could, that
0: I wrote in high school was well written, either. But it, it's you know, it kind of helped me look at it differently.
1: Well, but you know, with all the writing that you do now, um, the stuff that I read and sometimes edit and stuff like that for you, um, all those different things, I've seen your growth from high school to now. Even though you haven't been to college, so you haven't taken any more classes on this stuff. But you become a much, much better writer because you're writing all the time. And so I could see how fan fiction could actually help kids um, and you know, and adults improve their writing, communication skills, that kind of thing, by being able to, to write out the stuff that's going on in their head. Uh, yeah.
0: No, I have a, I have a, a acquaintance who – and a lot of – actually, a lot of people at Lucasfilm got their start writing fan fiction. Uh, Claudia Gray, uh, who you won't know, but the people listening probably will, Claudia Gray, who wrote Bloodline, Lost Stars, and uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, she uh, spoke on a panel pretty openly about the fact that she used to write X-Files fanfiction, and that's how she got her start in writing, and it was through fanfiction that she got the Star Wars gig. So it's it's an interesting thing. It's also a pretty dangerous thing if you don't know what you're doing, because there's for sure, like, straight-up porn that people write. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which you but, have to watch out for. I was never interested in any of that whatsoever. Um, so yeah. I st- I, steered, I steered clear of it. But you do have to... I don't think, knowing what I know now and being a part of it, I don't think I would l- do the same thing that you guys did to me in high school. Because...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Some of that was probably a little bit of blind ignorance on our part. But you,
0: di- you didn't know what it was, did you? You just thought it was like... I,
1: I, I had mean, a little bit... I kind of knew a little bit about it because one of the guys I work with um, he he's really into fan fiction and he reads, you know, he reads at least a dozen or so books every week and in addition to reading a ton of fan fiction. So he reads just all the time and he's talked to me a lot about the different fan fiction. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of had an idea of some of the, I guess normal stuff not totally edgy stuff but then again I never asked him what he watched. He's also into K-pop and anime and I have no idea which anime versions he's into. Maybe he's not into the the clean stuff. I have no <laughs> the idea. Benign ones, yeah. yeah.
0: There is there is in terms of for the most part, w- once you figure out what the certain terms mean, you you can stay away from it cuz a lot of people put them in their description or tag them. Yeah. Um the the website that I read everything off now is called Archive of Our Own and it has a tagging system. Um, and, and as soon as I see tags, I'm just like, nope, not that one. Um, uh, (laughs) what okay. Here's, here's my other question. A big part of fan fiction, what a lot of people write is AUs. What do you think AUs mean?
1: Alternate universe?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So a big, so an AU, I'll think of an example, Rogue One. Everybody dies at the end of that movie. Um, and (laughs) father. Every, everybody dies at the end of that movie And a bunch of people wrote Rogue One Everybody Lives AU fix Oh, okay. Uh, another, another thing that people do Was take characters and put them into If it's like a Star Wars character put them into a modern setting I can't tell you how many times I've read Coffee Shop AU Where it's like and it's mostly romantic I'm not dissing anybody who writes Coffee Shop AU's um <laughs> they're cute and totally benign for the most part um we're like oh, the premise essentially is a lot of the tropes get repeated and the premises get repeated in a lot of these au's um and uh like the premise is like one person's a barista and one person's a customer and they end up falling in love in modern times there's modern au's there's like okay. medieval au's secret agent au's all this stuff. Uh, I'm not a big fan of those either because I'm like, why would you want to take fantastical characters and put them in a coffee shop? Just not my thing. <laughs> so, sorry to everybody who writes AU fic. <laughs> you guys are great. Keep doing what you're doing. But yeah, what's your what's your reaction to that? Because that's taking that's taking the change, trying to change stuff in the movie and taking it a step further.
1: Um, I mean, if people are interested in doing that, uh. Yeah, I could see how I could see how different people might come up with that. My personal opinion, reading something, I might be like, "That's stupid," but then there's a lot of things where my personal opinion is, "That's stupid," but I know that <laughs> that's that's really just my kind of narrow opinion on on no. some things. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it just comes down if people are if people enjoy writing it and somebody's willing to read it. And I mean, that, I guess that's kind of what comes down to it. I don't know. Now, are there people that write this stuff that don't care if anybody reads it? Because my assumption is that yeah. anybody who writes it probably is hoping that at least somebody, some some small group of people are going to uh, going to read it. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, could know. See, I could see how some people might vent, use it as a venting framework, but... Um,
0: Oh, no, yeah, for sure. I don't write fan fiction, so I don't know. Um, yeah. I a lot of the people I've talked to, though, said they just did it for the fun of it. Um, and they still will do it for the fun of it. They don't make any money from it, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. You do get listeners and list Or not listeners, sorry. Uh, you do get readers <laughs> and, a, and a reader base after a while. Like, a couple of my friends have pretty passionate reader bases. I'm not going to say your name, but you know who you are. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, Yeah, I think a lot of people just do it for the love, though, which I can relate to because, I mean, we podcast and we do that entirely because we want to do it. And and Ben and I on Skyhoppers, and I do this show and I do Skyhoppers if nobody listened to it just because it's it's fun.
1: Right. You guys like you you guys would probably get together once a week and talk about Star Wars, whether it was recorded or not.
0: Yeah, we always say that. Yeah, so, so I think a lot. I think a lot of people just do it for the love. I know there are some people who want, you know, the attention and stuff like
1: that. Well, but too like a like a musician. I mean, I, I kind of see it the same way. I mean, it's it it's an art form. Um, as an artist, you want somebody to enjoy it. Maybe one person, maybe a dozen, at least. But at least you want some. Like like you'd probably be kind of bummed if your if your uh, podcast didn't have any listeners. But after if doing it, had, it for almost two years, yeah, probably. But if it has ten or twenty or or thirty, that's cool because you got ten or twenty or thirty people at least that are listening to it every week. Yeah, and so you're not doing it for nothing. Um,
0: no, of course, yeah.
1: Same with music. I mean, you could write music just for yourself, but I think most musicians overall are hoping that somebody else will be able to enjoy it too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, it's a great, and what it, what it also is is it's just such this uh, fandom in general. And fan fiction. Like I said, I made a friend because I liked her Han and Leia fan fiction, and I invited her on my podcast. Um, (laughs) uh, I met my co-host on Skyhoppers, Ben, through Tumblr, um, which is the only good thing Tumblr has ever produced. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and I've met so many people uh, just just through a love of Star Wars and a, a a passion about Star Wars and passion through other things Marvel pokemon stuff like that. It, it's just it's a great community and a lot of the time it's a pre- it's a very supportive community. Um especially on the the fanfic side because everything I've seen from lots of people it just shows how supportive people are with the writing. They'll critique, but a lot of the time it's not terrible. Uh, uh, Sometimes it is absolutely awful. I've seen some of the comments from my friends have gotten and it's like, "Okay, that's a li- that's a little step too far for a fan fiction." Um yeah. But it is it just it does kind of it is I mean, it's just this kind of fun community where we can all just kind of geek out and go, well what if this happened? What if they were in a coffee shop? What if they were in medieval times or secret agents or whatever?
1: Yeah. I think it's well, pretty cool. I think it's I think part of it is um due to the way that the culture has gone very uh social over the internet mm-hmm. because it, it gives you this ability to you know how many people um how many people in your immediate circle are going to be interested in the discussions you and Ben have about Star Wars. Let's let's assume you and Ben lived in the same town. How many people in in your immediate vicinity would be interested in that? Probably not very many because you guys are, are fairly special specialized on your the depth that you go into Star Wars. Well, and even this podcast here. I mean, you know, fictional relationships with characters in different fictional stories. I mean, that's that's not a uh, multi billion. Uh, person kind of thing and so i think it's kind of cool that with the way that social media has sprung up and the internet and everything it's it's made it possible to do things like this for people that have a niche interest um like star wars at a deeper level or these ships and stuff like that and so you can you can put together a podcast or write a a uh, piece of fiction that Maybe a hundred people will enjoy something that you could never, you could never get a publisher to publish because it's just not made for the mainstream. But it's still something that some people can get some benefit from. I think it's kind of cool that, yeah, that that's a thing now. That uh, YouTube's a thing. You can create your own TV channel, so to speak, and put your own content. Um, you know, I'm I'm really involved in the fitness air, um, community, and so. I enjoy being able to talk about those things in different contexts too. You know, there's the general, everybody likes to move more and eat less kind of thing, but then there's the more specialized areas where, where it gets into the research, and I'm interested in that. Not everybody else is, and so we deal with those things and have those discussions there. And so um, I think it's just kind of cool overall this whole the way where you can have all these different areas of interest and in art, uh, different kinds of of arts that you can express and that kind of thing
0: yeah I mean the the best part about doing all of these podcasts has been meeting all the people uh who I do them with yeah you've uh, a I bunch made...
1: of people and and you're not you're not a normal person <laughs> you're not typical Thanks, right Dad. you're not like the average everyday 20 year old person who's out there you you're very particular you're very peculiar and I don't mean that in a negative way you're just you're different and I'm
0: feeling attacked
1: And so, no, no, it's been cool that you've been able to find other people who are also different like you that you may not find at just your your job locally or something like that.
0: Well, it's really interesting because the thing that ties all of us together is that we like Star Wars or we like Marvel or we like insert thing here. So we already – it's not like when you're trying to make new friends and you're trying to find something in common. Mm -hmm. You already have that thing in common and if all else fails, you can just – that's part of why – I've talked extensively on Skyhoppers and I've written a couple of things about uh, how much doing this has helped with social anxiety Right, Um, because it eliminates my main factor with social anxiety is, well, what if I don't have anything to talk about? Because with Star Wars, there's always that fallback. Um, And if you meet somebody through like a mutual love of a thing, you can always just talk about that thing. Uh, and yeah. that's how I've, and then and then I formed deeper friendships and relationships through that. But, but starting off with that has been super helpful, and it's and it's made me meet so many different people. I have friends all over the world now because uh, of just you know p- doing a podcast and asking them if they wanted to guest on it. You know, it, it's it's I just think it's really cool.
1: Yeah, it is. It's um, I see why it's such a popular thing. Uh, mm-hmm. The because there is. I think all of us have struggled with different levels of social anxiety, whether we're shy, whether we feel out of place because we are interested in things that nobody else is interested in. You know, if this is stereotypical, but, you know, if you're a girl who loves trucks and lizards and playing in the dirt. Oh, wait. (laughs) You calling Um, me out, sir? And so it's nice you're able to find that. Same with me. I mean, I, I have my things that I'm interested in. I like to talk about different things, you know, computer related. Fitness related at levels that other people aren't interested in.
0: You're a in. nerd.
1: Yeah, and so I've, like you, I've developed a lot of friends all over the world. That, well, you know, people I've never met them, but I, I think of them as friends because we we banter back and forth. I know about their families to some extent. They know about mine. We have conversations at times, um, and so while we've never met in person, probably never will. They feel like friends to me to an extent. Yeah, and it's kind of cool that. That, um, and all of those that I've met up with are people who we all had a common interest. And so that gave us that foundation to go from. So, yeah, I can, I mean, it, it does. I it, exactly what you said. It takes that, that initial anxiety out of, you know, okay, I'm going to go up to this random person and say hi and have a start up a conversation. Well, what if, what if we have nothing in common? How do I end that conversation? What if they want to go out to lunch and I, I had nothing more to say to that person. How do I turn them down? How do, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's kind of yeah. cool.
0: No, it's, it's really, it's really awesome. So what are kind of your final, <clears throat> your final thoughts on all this to close it out on, on shipping and phantom and the weird crap that I get up to on a weekly basis doing skyhoppers and this show?
1: Um, I think it's, I mean, I'm, i am just be honest. Some of this ship stuff is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's, just bizarre and weird, <laughs> but then some of the movies I put on Netflix to start up are really bizarre and weird and then I end up turning them off so um yeah I mean i I see why people do it I definitely do and um you know I've talked to you about some of this stuff before usually it's you talking me listening um but this time it's actually more a lot more talking because I had to talk or else it would have been a really boring podcast um still maybe i don't know um how
0: to get your daughter to shut up yeah but no i can
1: you know i can say one thing with and i know it kind of i guess we digressed a little bit from the the whole ship topic exactly Mm -hmm. and kind of got off onto the social aspects of the internet No, but it's an important it's an important part of
0: it so i think it's pertinent for sure
1: but i think one of the things that it's done that i've seen it do for you is it's helped you to become more um more expressive because you've always been a lot quieter, a lot shyer. Um, you're you've always been very intelligent, but a lot of times it didn't come out. You weren't you weren't expressing what was going on, and I think it's been really cool to see you um, build all these different connections and friendships and relationships around the world, and then also then being coming out of your shell enough to be able to go to a con and be a guest on a panel or to do these like podcasts and stuff like this that you're doing where you're, you're putting yourself out there and then you're even talking about things that you've gone through with depression and the, just the different things that you've struggled with anxiety, um, all these different things. And I think it's cool that you've been able to write about them. You've been able to share them. You've been able to open up and um, yeah, I mean, so in it, in a lot of ways i credit a lot of that to the involvement that you've had in these different communities these different sort of subcultures i guess if you will of um that you darn millennials have (laughs) kind of made popular i guess because it is it's it's kind of it is kind of a I, i know there's people my age doing it too but but it's sort of been something that's kind of popped out of that younger uh I think proud. just because
0: of our access to the internet. Yeah,
1: it is. It is. Because, you know, I I had a computer since I was a little kid, but that was very unusual. Being 46. Um, you know, I got my first computer in probably 1981, 82. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there was, it was quite a bit different back then.
0: Wasn't it just text only? Wasn't it like text adventure games? Um, to, like choose your own adventure games?
1: They were that was a common thing where you would type in go north and then it would go okay. and then it would tell you you've entered a field and you it's and like your D&D, left is, but a computer yeah, it was that was basically what it was. Um, Have, yeah, but, but they had d Dad? Too. yeah, yeah. I used to play it in middle school. Some I never got heavy into it. It was you know, your listeners out there they might think because I'm a software engineer. I have a geeky daughter that she probably picked it up for me. Yes, I'm a geek and a nerd, but I never got into like gaming, um, video gaming, really. The uh, most you've
0: played is Super Mario when I asked you to. Yeah,
1: and I, I like think. those. Like I like Sonic the Hedgehog, and I like Karate Champ, and <laughs> old Atari games that I can play for 15 minutes and then put back, and I'm done. Um, we
0: played Galaga a lot. We had yeah, Galaga. Galaga.
1: Yeah, those kinds of things. On The
0: GameCube, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, thank you, Dad, for yes. coming on the show. Well, thanks this for was having me. A little me on. weird. Yeah, but I think I think it was so, it was a productive conversation. Talk yeah. to your parents about shipping today. Actually, don't do that because a lot of them are not as understanding and cool about it <laughs> as my dad. <sighs> um but yeah so if you want to get uh more of starships you can follow uh the show uh the wonderful network that puts on the show at clashing sabers or at ClashingSabers.net. if you want to follow me on uh, on twitter uh my personal account it's at airsatsash. ash um do you do you have anything you want to plug
1: um yeah you probably don't want to follow me <laughs>
0: <laughs> unless you want fitness nonsense yeah,
1: feel free if you happen to go on her twitter and uh, and you see me and you know you see her make some comment about her uh, lame dad or something like that uh-huh. or me posting a dad joke or something like that, yeah. But if you follow me and if you like any of my posts, you'll probably be about the only one who likes them.
0: <laughs> he does have a Twitter though.
1: I do, yeah.
0: And it makes me tread very lightly on my personal Twitter, so that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, thank you, Dad. This was fun.
1: Yes, was fun.
0: Uh, And thank you guys for listening, and may the Force be with you.